0: Hello this is Maurice Harker. For almost 20 years we've been building a team of hundreds of clinicians, coaches, mentors and people just like you who have discovered and love to teach life-changing principles. Our coaches have made a special investment to make sure you can hear these messages. You will hear stories of triumph and healing from specialists and people having a real life just like you. We hope to increase your awareness that you're not alone and there are so many others who are enlisted in this work to train and heal the whole family. You will find these principles are an amazing synergy of the most accurate, cutting-edge science with familiar gospel principles. We are passionate eternal warriors, and we hope you will join us.
1: Thanks for being here. Oh, so glad that you're back. I'm excited today to be talking to Cody Haas. Hi, Cody.
2: Hello.
1: Yeah, so. Aaron.
2: It's, it's been
1: a while since Cody and I have Able What's to that? just hang out together, yes, yeah. It's, that's it's, not
2: very. That's very. That's not <laughs> very nice of us, is it?
1: Yeah, I know. We must. Oh, we goodness. must have lives. Our life must must be <laughs> lively everywhere. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I just think. Yeah, Cody. I know I've been here for, gosh, fifteen ish years, and you've been here just about as long.
2: Ten years.
1: Yeah. And I can recall when you first came on with us, mm-hmm. and just, you know, how our friendship started growing then and how impressed I was with you immediately. And so grateful that you would be like digging in, like you could see the need and you started digging. Right. You were like, I don't know sure how to do this, but I'm going to figure it out. It's <laughs> your <I feel> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, right? And yeah. Tell us just a little bit just so everybody can get to know your backstory a little bit, tell us a little bit about, yeah, what led you to life-changing services, and then I'll ask you another question.
2: Well, I had tried teaching seminary, going through that process of teaching seminary, like, in my bachelor's degree at BYU-Idaho. Then when my wife and I got married, it we had to go start it all over again in at Weaver State because we moved over to Layton, and so I had all this set up to to start teaching. Literally, like, and I had some really good. I mean, my teacher gave me some good grades, and he was like, "Man, this could be a really cool profession for you, Cody." After we got married, we got taken to Layton, so I was like, "I have to." So I called the Weber State person to see if I could start doing the pre-service seminary stuff, and he's like, "Yeah," and it was just starting from scratch again. So like I had to take that first class again and all those things and go through everything. Ended up going through that process at Weber State, but ended up not getting to that point where I get hired. And so I was like, oh, okay. And so after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to go pursue my master's degree in social work. And I went, we went over to Eastern Washington University. And from there, I worked in prisons and health facilities. And then when I was working and they laid they laid us off, they had a bunch of those. It was during those furloughs and all those times that were just it was just hard times. And so like, wow, well, we Yeah, we need to put this to prayer to see what we need to do. And I was like, What if I tried seminary again? And I called every everyone over in like Washington and Oregon to see what the process was, but we just it just I don't know. There just wasn't anything really available. And so, like, what if we moved back to to Utah and tried it again? And so we moved back to Utah, got in the pre service again, and did my for, first for, for teaching. Yeah, for okay, seminary, got it. And at the same time, like the day I got to the day or two after we got to Utah, I started observing Maurice's groups because so I wanted to keep my licensure up.
1: Okay, so, so that's yeah. why you connected with Life Changing Services is you thought, okay, I have a licensure. I need to keep it up.
2: Yeah. And two weeks into seminary, they're they, they were like, this isn't for you. So I'm like, all right. But I still kind of taught pre, I still started part-time while, I was, while yeah. I was setting up my groups and stuff. And just like kind of a really cool thing that seminary, my desire to teach seminary got me back. But is that day or two and going to that first group with, with Maurice and really familiar people that you guys know that are in the part of the company right now. And I'm like, wow, that was cool to just observe these young men that I had never observed young men like that ever. Mm i have never, I'd never been around young men like that. And I never, and that was just amazing. And so So, I was like, man, I really want to be a part of this.
1: Yeah. And let's just point out, you know, you've been around a lot of young men. You're, you were an EFY counselor. That's how you met oh. your own wife. You were, I'm sure, worked in young men's. You've been at college and oh, yes. in, in sports for so many years.
2: Exactly. But I'd never heard young men talk like they were talking in such a mature and secure way, even though they would, they were going through some really hard stuff. They talked with no shame. No guilt, just, like, really good confidence, and they, like, they proceeded with confidence through their lost battles, and I was like, wow, man, I can learn so much, because up to, up until that point, like, I had lived a life full of, kind of, like, shame, and it's all my fault, like, like, I'm, I'm pretty much the owner and responsible party for all my craziness, and that caused a lot of depression, anxiety, and, like, I was like, didn't want to. Yeah, it wasn't good. And when I heard that, and I when I started reading that book, I, I think I read that book that night. Like dragons, mm-hmm. like dragons they fight. That book, like dragons they fight. Yeah, and and it was it was awesome. So that's where I got my start at news wow. services. Yeah, that's, that's,
1: that's so cool. Well, I think you would have been a great seminary teacher, and I think. A lot of people saw that, but I think God didn't want you to be a seminary teacher right
2: yeah and i'm I'm actually really grateful that i that I am where i'm at or where I'm at right it would have been awful awesome no matter what, but like I am so grateful that this is the path, yeah, and even though it's still been hard and still deal with some of the that that depression anxiety that comes up every once in a while, I've got tools now, and you know I get to use them, I get to teach them. And to be honest with you, if, if this wasn't—I mean, this place and this this set of standards and tools has helped me tremendously. And you so as a really, person, yeah, yeah. And so it's just awesome being able to being able to use the tools that I teach every wow. day.
1: Wow, that's so good. So, aside from, because I don't know, I just think it's fun. Because aside from seeing the confidence of these young men. In that group and aside from the you know you're like whoa this is a totally different approach to dealing with behavior that's not in our value system and yeah can see that there's something in my own life that i struggle with right there that i i don't know how to pull out of that space mm-hmm. after i'm like thinking dang what is my problem right and so so good so what was it in the program that you started noticing and using first that just made you think, okay, this is shifting my my interpretation, my perspective, behavior, and being a human?
2: Well, like in my training and, and even all the things that I was teaching, there was so much emphasis on the behavior instead of kind of the internal internal filters, the internal chemistry, emotion. And that was that was really important, like mindfulness, you know, all the, the motivational interviewing. But when I first started reading the book in the in the chemical scale and the satanic spin and how to how to navigate those, it really got me to the point. No wonder these kids and these young men are are experiencing confidence because now they have tools. They're not just addressing the behavior at, you know, a level three or four or five. Or when the the behavior exists, or when it comes into their life, they get to break it down, and they now have tools to break it down, as opposed to thinking the world is wrong with me. I I can now break down. Oh no wonder I got hit. No wonder the adversary hit me at this level one, and he was he uses this subtle but sure approach to get me to the point where I continue in this cycle of behavior. Yeah, and so I just really, I was just really fascinated thinking that. I, I just kept on rereading the sections on chemical scale and, and the satanic spin just because I wanted to understand fully the neural biochemical aspects of, of this battle. Right. And uh, helping these young men not get to the point where they had to go to, you know, where I was working at before, which is prisons. So I'm like, I don't want people ever get into that place. And so really focus on, on those internal filters, those internal systems that that really create that desire or that that desire to go to those very effective coping strategies with this which is porn and masturbation but extremely unhealthy and against people's values system right And so that was that was awesome getting to that point and not only doing it for them but like hopefully it, in their own you know systems with family and everything hopefully this stuff would be really helpful for parents to understand too and those that are going through that recovery with that young man.
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Just before we started the recording today, I was, we were asking each other, how's your family over there? And how's your family over there? And it's been a while. And, you know, and I just, you know, when you asked me what was going on over here, I said, well, things are really stretchy right now. Well, wait, they're, they're kind of stretchy and sweaty. They're sweaty, stretchy. It's hard. We got some big stuff going on. But I said, but it is incredible to be able to interpret this now in a way that really helps me to have hope. And to know that God is in these sacred places of holding patterns. And he's doing his work at a high intensity level. When people are in really tough places, especially if they're trying to figure out, how do I live these values, these spiritual principles, this gospel of Jesus Christ that I, that I want to, to know and follow God's commandments? How do I follow Jesus? How do I do that and still be a human? Right, because we do such wing nutty things, and that's what makes everything get kind of stretchy, and lots of things can get involved. That we were like, we we went, we didn't want that in our story. We didn't want this in our story. So I I kind of want to touch on that for a minute because you have such a neat background of being. Obviously, I mean, if anyone meets you, Cody, you are you. Everybody can you can just tell this guy is a Jesus guy. Like he likes Jesus, right, and he sure. he's a covenant keeper and and he tries to have this spirit with him and be discerning in his life, and he doesn't just kind of act like, "Hey, you know, I'm just being a guy over here, and then I go to church and like Jesus like he's like a church guy all the time, and so with your experience of just being born with a kind of a heart a soul attitude like that because i'm sure you've been kind of a sober child like that all your life (laughs) and then you now you're this awesome man like that and so i'm thinking i'm thinking and you love the gospel so much that you thought man seminary sounds delicious to me that'd be cool to teach seminary so you know the gospel of jesus christ and i think this is a really huge thing I'd like to highlight with you because I noticed it in my own life. And it's the big aha for so many women who love Jesus, are trying to follow the commandments, right? It's this I have the gospel of Jesus Christ in my life. I really have all the information I need. And I understand the answers to having a good life are. This box needs to be checked. That box needs to be checked. And we do. What's all the boxes? The prophet has has mentioned that we need to be doing. Well, let's make sure we're checking all those consistently. And we can work hard to check boxes, but something in the translation of getting it in our heart and in our soul, right? Who Jesus is and the process of How we turn to him while we're in mortality, experiencing being a hot mess as a human. How does that work? Like the translation. And so it's fascinating to me that you did the same thing I did with your background. And it was this, you know, I have all the truth. I love the truth. I'm a Jesus guy. I want to be good, but I'm feeling so much, dang it. I need to do better. And no matter how hard I try, I can't do better. And then trying to find your identity in that as a son of God, that you are a good, like <laughs> we're missing that a lot. And so a lot of people are falling out, falling out of, you know, the path because they think all this stuff doesn't really work.
2: Yeah. No, just, I, as you were talking, I was thinking about like, the gospel of Jesus Christ, I mean, and, and I think I break it down to, well, this is what I know I break it down to is love God and love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get caught in this, like you were saying, the checkbox. And it's sometimes like it, it is, it might be for, you know, a facade or it might be, but we maybe have to kind of go and consider some of those say pharisaical, type behaviors that, that make us make it almost think that we're our own saviors or that we need to do these certain things to make sure that we can experience the love of God. That's what I love with these internal systems or these, these things that we teach here is like, I checked him in with, with, you know, all these things. I, I think they really follow the gospel of Jesus Christ and how he dealt with those Pharisee, Sadducee, chief judges and scribes in Israel at the time, he was able to go on and say, "Let's let's stay with me. I know you guys should know this, right? You you had the writings of Isaiah, and the writings of Isaiah told you that I'm coming, that I'm going to fulfill the law. I'm going to be, I'm going to be the spirit of the law. You just follow me, and you can get to that place where you stay out of the arm of the flesh, where." God's love is conditional. And that's how we feel sometimes when when we're experiencing a lot of the pain from our children or our spouse or, you know, a family that we care for, friends that we care for very deeply. We think, hey, just check off the list. If you were just doing this more, if you were just singing more hymns or reading your scriptures more, you'd start, man, you'd start seeing a difference. And and we do that for ourselves. And so I love that you said that. It's like I hey, really need to get to the point where I just go to, I need to love God and love my neighbor as myself. If I can get to that internal calm, peace, meditative, pondering state where as I'm fretting, bargaining through all that, you know, pain and the the holding pattern or what well, my son or daughter or my in-laws or whatever they're doing, how can I transition my internal systems to fretting or from fretting to that pondering meditative state where I can actually get to how the law was fulfilled within me instead of what things I need to do more or be more of. How can I just be with God, be with Christ? And I think that's what I love about These learning about the internal systems and the neuro biochemical processes is that God created it all. Everything, every single fiber, every single cell, atom is meant to glorify Heavenly Father. And when we can notice that and release and surrender to that, which is extremely, extremely hard to surrender to, right? Especially in those times where it's just we're inundated, extreme pain and and, and that fretting and that bargain and that grief. But that's the idea is how do we practice that? How do we, how do we, and I think that's what I, what I got to when I, in my own systems. And if I really wanted to teach these things to my clients and to my groups, again, I had to figure how to notice the level ones, twos, threes, fours, fives. Cause yeah, I could, I could take myself out of situations. You know, I could really say, you know what, I'm not going to, Never going to be in that situation again. I'm never going to be on Facebook. I'm never going to be on this or whatever that, that caused mm-hmm. me whatever comparison battles or whatever it is. Right. But I don't think we, we're in the business of creating hermits, you know? We're in the business of creating influential, really wonderful people that, that have this attractiveness about them that people are drawn toward them, like unto Christ.
1: Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. So Oh, man, you said so many things there. There's like three directions. I'm like, should I go that way or this way or that way? So I made myself a note to maybe come back to something. But from what you just said, what you just said about, you know, understanding the internal systems, understanding that biochemical process and understanding that you have a lot of power to live spiritual principles and follow those and it to become kind of your nature to stick to your values, right, because it is our nature to want to be good to mm-hmm. to follow God, but as we watch ourselves bumping along living it, we're like, "dang, this isn't working so well right. and And then we have the emotions and the feelings of watching ourselves or someone else in that process and how that affects all of us, you know. And so I know that, you know, those internal systems and identifying how important it is to understand that so that you can manage yourself better. Right. So you're talking about what the brain does. You're talking about emotions. You're talking about feelings. You're talking about regulating yourself in a way that catches you on those lower levels of the chemical scale before you get a little bit stupid. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So and
2: I, I, I always go back to, Oh, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, I don't know if I want to go. I kind of wanted you to go, but anyway, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, uh yeah, I think the chemical scale is in, I believe chapter four, four. Four or five on Like Dragons, Did They Fight? So if you're listening to this, use you need to think. That is so easy to find. There's a free download for Like Dragons, Did They Fight? And I can yes. just go right to chapter four or five and look up the chemical scale and read in detail and think and ponder about that. We invite you to do that because a lot of episodes explain the chemical scale and do all of that. What I want to do is I'm going to assume that you as a listener understand the chemical scale. And I am so that's where you go find it in case you need to listen to it or or read it. And then but let's just talk about that Cody. How did you figure out to to do that for yourself cuz I love that's one of the things I highly respect about you. You don't you don't just you're not just amazing at teaching and influencing people in their in all these eternal warrior principles that are here, life-changing services that identify how do you fight that real battle of of loving God and loving your neighbor? Well, it's very internal and it is really spiritual, but it starts with internal. Like, how did you do that? Let's talk about zero to two chemical scale stuff. How did you figure that
2: out? Well, it was just, it was just really cool. Cause I, I compare it to like a You know, when you're just getting into kindergarten, I don't know if you remember that, but like, and there's these fire alarms, right? And you have to, you have to learn how to go to the flagpole. You have to learn and you, but if you don't have any instruction on what those alarms are, it just seems like, is this the lunch bell is, and, or is this just really scary? Like, I I feel like something's happening here, right?
1: Yeah. Why are people very
2: naive, innocent? Yes. Young person, that's like, why is this very loud, piercing alarm going off in my school right now? And so, I just remember kind teachers, right? You know, gentle teachers saying, "Hey, today you're gonna learn, or you're gonna hear something that's extremely loud, and it's not gonna be the lunch bell. It's not gonna be a recess bell. It's gonna be something that's just, ooh, it really kind of pierces your ears." And so I love that, like we had those instructions. Then, then the teacher tells you this is what this means. We're, you're going to follow me out to once you hear this bell. It means that we're going to do a fire drill, or it could possibly be a real fire, right? And so that's what I love about level zero, level zero through two or one and two. Zero is an amazing, amazing place. I, I I want to achieve level zero. It's not a normal place to be. I personally want to just achieve, you know, a level zero, feeling amazing, going through and falling through on prompts, feeling the spirit, having a really cool readiness. It's because zero isn't just perfect state, so also we're sleeping on our sword a little bit. We're ready for whatever it might happen. So that level one is that that really sincere and amazing teacher coming in and saying, You've got something going on in your body right now that you're maybe not understanding. But I want you to know that we have a place that we can go for that. Like, we have a place to go when you have that chemical shift. There's some place that you can go. It's called the flagpole. Or it's kind of, it's called going and talking to mom and dad or going to, to a really trusted person. But mainly, it'd be awesome if you came to me. Maybe that, you know, if that spirit's that, hopefully that spirit's that teacher. And so, go to God. Let's let's come to me. Let's ask me what this is about. I'm doing. I'm telling you right now, this is something that you're going to experience in your body. And unfortunately, I don't know if I ever got that until I uh, ran into Light Drivers' fight. Yeah, I just never knew. I never knew that there were different chemical levels. I, I had some experience with neuroscience and as my degree, but I never tied it into kind of like a spiritual, like I can go and say necessarily, and I don't know if it's necessarily has to be sat- satanic right away, but it's just like our body's going through something that's like oh, I need to go pay attention to that, And I need to go get to my center. I want to achieve level zero. You know, I need to be perfect. And then a lot of times, even I have to teach these boys that if it is a sexual flash, if it is a, a kind of a lust hit or an urge, please don't say, that's satanic right away. Please go and say, hey, oh my goodness, I'm experiencing something in my body that, man, I, that's actually not such a bad thing. And sometimes we... We, we may go into sex aversion, we may even teach that God is sex averse and like uh, no. no let's not teach that because God wants us to get to the point where we can we can procreate in the future. It's got to right wait for that right time and with that right person in marriage. And so I never got that as a kid. I never was taught that. And so I want to teach these young men and these clients these urges, not a bad thing it's just a it's a it's our body having this internal alarm going off and saying hey let's go, let's go let's go let's see what we can do to regulate this and and then same thing with the emotions too like it's another internal alarm that we've got this we've got this gentle amazing teacher to come and help us go through with it and fortunately we have really good trainers and therapists and coaches that can teach us Hey, this is an opportunity for a notice to name it, find it, or and that's just where we go and emotionally regulate it's just a tool for emotion regulation where we can notice, we can name it. And usually most people in this, in this world, if they don't have the opportunity to be taught that, how to flip or find that emotion, most people stay and notice and name it. They just say, Oh man, I'm just feeling really hungry right now. I'm just feeling stressed. Just gotta let it ride. Instead of, you know, we got this wonderful ability to to flip the emotion oh I don't have to stay hungry it might have oh I'm going to go get satisfied with something maybe not have to be through food it could be satisfied by going and doing a walk or or something like that and that's how I'm going to find it and so that's what I love about levels one and two they're these internal alarm systems that are similar to you know that kindergarten in school kindergartner in school that that needs to be taught what those means if you haven't been taught what those mean yet, those, those means, those, there's like, the, they're the internal systems that say, Hey, this is time to get to God. This is time to turn toward somebody that will get you closer to God. So he can help you navigate it as opposed to us navigating it. In our, that in those level ones and level twos, that's, that's what I want to focus on. These those really special alarms that have been created just for us to remember that there's a God that can help us through.
1: Mm -hmm. What a neat thing to to be hearing you talk about that. Because I'm thinking of, you know, as someone who has a stewardship, you know, a father, a mother over teaching children about how to find God, because isn't that what we want to train them up in the way they should go? We want them to know where to Where they should go for remission of their sins, you know, to help them to understand that our carnal human nature, just the nature of being a human, there's just everyday, daily things that happen to us. Like we get hungry, we get tired, We there are things we like, there are things we don't like, but there are still things that we are responsible for. You know, just all those things. And then navigating through all that and how that makes us feel. Right. How wonderful would it be to know if I can increase my child's awareness of being, having, being intelligent, emotionally intelligent, right? Yeah. And aware of that's what that is, even though you don't know what to do with it yet. Um, and here's some, here's some, you know, little, tips we can try because it's age appropriate for where you're at, you know, and other things you just let fly because you think they're children, right? But it's just huge. And I'm thinking of how that would interpret into making the conversation about sexuality and about, oh, any kind of craving that's leaning on the arm of the flesh, right? How much better the transition into those kind of harder topics of talking when you you know go to school and you run into all the kids that are talking about all the stuff that sounds extremely intriguing right and you're wondering about what you don't know and all that but you're also experiencing just the natural human stuff developing as a human and your sexuality awakening and all that stuff right Wait, would that be easier or what,
2: Cody? Yeah, I mean, like, it, it'd just be awesome. You know, a lot of the times, like, I always wonder if I'm still that kindergartner. And I invite people to see if they're still that kindergartner experiencing that, even at, you know, am 41 years old. Yeah. Oh, man. And my pride says, no, I'm not. And the only way that I can get to, the only way I've been able to be influential for My kids, my teenagers is getting to that state again. Like, oh, oh yeah, I still need to be taught what this alarm means. And I still need to do it, Karen. Amen. I still have to do that. I'm like, oh when is this gonna end? And that's gonna, that's usually my bargain. That's usually my fret. It's like, gosh, my goodness, can I not learn this yet? You know, and like, and so I invite anybody that's listening. In order to even get to that state, we need to be able to maybe even talk to our inner child a little bit to really get to that point where we can say, if I, if I can, you know, get to that area of influence for my kiddos, my teenagers or whoever, or people I'm working with or people in my calling, maybe I need to maybe reintroduce to that, get reintroduced to that five year old again. And how he or she was going through and why this hit them so hard. Because it comes, de- d- depending on what we've been traumatized by, it's because we're, I'm not going to lie, just by being human alone, it's yeah. somewhat traumatic, right?
1: Yeah, mortality is a war zone for sure.
2: <laughs> right. But then we've got all those other things that come in. so And that maybe thwarts that for for us to get to that you know, that five-year-old or get to that state where we can be taught what that alarm means yeah, or what that shift or that dude moment or that, you know, and so invite anybody that's listening is, is to go in and consider that and and maybe get to that point where they can accept and ever have that surrender to that. It's okay to, to be taught by that gentle, wonderful teacher again. To say, oh, I don't know what this means. I'm I'm very confused. I'm very off-kilter by what my son, daughter, you know, co-worker just did. Yeah. And it's causing me some severe pain that if I act on it, it's gonna not gonna be good. I mean, it's not gonna be horrible. I've probably learned some restraint along the way, but I'm I mean, my internal system is about ready to explode. Right. And so I think that's Once we can get there, like it gets us to the point where we can, like, get to that influence where we can see our own, our child's, our own development, but then we can empathize with our own child's development and their maturity. And, and of course, get to that point where we can have some grace and mercy when maybe justice wants to reign over ourselves mostly. Because if we're ever justice oriented toward our kids, Mm -hmm. probably we have a ton of justice and. Maybe overabundance of justice on ourselves, and so getting to that point where we can have mercy and say, "Oh, I still need to be taught." Also, if I'm going to go teach, maybe I need to be taught something in this moment, which is it's a hard surrender to get to, but it's worth it. It is. It is worth it. If we, and that's why I say, you know, that's why I love that flagpole. Yeah. You know, before we go out, like practicing being that little child, noticing that I need to have a teacher, and then I need to get to that that safe place where I can get to my frontal lobe access and yeah, and where I can be taught by the Spirit.
1: And that's where the teacher is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just want the listeners to be sure they get, that's where the teacher is, is getting back to that safe place where your whole brain, your frontal lobe is online and you're available to be taught by the Spirit.
2: Cause let, let's take us, take them through that sequence too. Like they get that instruction from the teacher. Mm-hmm. The teacher says, when this alarm goes off, I want you to line up by me. All right, right, right in back of me, I'm going to take roll. I'm going to have, I have my sheet of people that I need to, you know, we're going to walk out to the flag board or the football field. And it's not just over then. I've got to, You've got to still check in with me when we're out at that, that safe place out of the fire. Or whatever pretend fire, right? Yeah. And when we're out at that safe place, we're gonna check in with each other, see how we're see how we're doing. We're gonna see, and you're gonna get word from me when it's good to go back in that place or go get to get back in that situation. And but we're gonna do some work out there. I'm not gonna just let once we get to the, you know, the place, I'm not gonna have you go back into a burning building. Right. We're gonna check in, notice it for they find it, we're gonna do Whatever you know, systemic right. check that we need to take to to make sure that we can go back into a safe building. So, good. And so, pay attention to me. Like, let's let's be on the same track. Whatever distance you need to take to make sure that you can get to that place is better. Because in that in that in the place that you are right now, you might you might be freaking out a little bit too much. Yeah. Well, pay Walk- attention. Well, me.
1: Yeah. Walk us through. How you go through a, a notice it, name it, flip it, find it. And mm-hmm. a lot of people in our company, if you're listening, might have heard that as need, 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 fee Fifi. It kind of got nicknamed that. And so you might hear that and you're like, oh, that, that's what they're talking about. So it's notice yeah. it, name it, flip it, find it. I like that the Warrior Women of Light and Daughters of Light put feel it right in the middle.
2: Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, I, I would add that. Extra fee, yeah. fee, 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 fee.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, let's go. Knee, yeah. Nee, nee, fee, fee, fee. Yeah. 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 Totally. So, yeah, so to Walk us through that. How do you be the, you know, the little kid that's thinking, well, man, I am, I'm in this circumstance and I'm noticing there's some alarms going off, but I'm not sure I need to know what those alarms mean. And one of the things is they mean, Here's a tool you could use.
2: Well, look at, yeah, look at, let's say we're out at the flagpole and we're doing that fee nene, fee, 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 fee. And so let's say the teacher is walking them through it and they're just like, hey, this is probably a little bit scary. You're, 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 you were supposed to be doing your spelling right now. And all of a sudden you're out not doing your spelling. I bet that's confusing. Let's just go through a confusing kind of a scenario. Um, and so they notice it. Like, oh, you're out. It, the 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 teacher is kind of validating. Oh, no wonder you're feeling this. Like this is kind of crazy. They name it. They're I'm confused right now. This is weird. I'm supposed to be in class.
1: Yeah. Why am I? Why am I thinking this? Doing this?
2: Right. And so they feel it. And so I even with my clients, I'll go in and say, Hey, where do you feel it? Like, do you feel where do you feel it in your body? Is it in your head? Is it your chest, your stomach, shoulders? Yeah. All those kind of places where we feel a lot more weight. Then they kind of see, oh, yeah, I'm kind of doing a body scan. I'll check them with their body and I'm feeling in my shoulders. Yeah, yeah, for some reason, there's a little bit of weight on my shoulders because I'm not used to this. And so confused, the opposite of confused or the flippant antonym of confused would be, I would say, calm, peaceful, collected. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any other words might stick out? I don't know. Clear, right? Clarity. Yeah. And they may, and then of course, and then I tell my clients and those that I work with. So remember, the kind of confusion has to take its course. We have to, you know, ride that wave into shore. But it's amazing that we can actually give the brain an option. Cool that we can have a brain, we can have an option for the brain still. Yeah. So that clarity.
1: So the notice this it is it. like, hey, I'm confused. That's the notice yeah. it. The, the I'm name confused. it has... I'm... Yeah.
2: And mostly it's like the situations or the context of the situation, right? Then the name it is. I'm. Oh, I, oh yeah, that's causing me to feel and experience confused. Right?
1: Yeah, I'm having this feeling. That's the name it. Okay.
2: Yeah, and I usually stay away from like, I've been. I, I still make this mistake, but it's not even a mistake. But we're mostly going into identity statements too. I am confused. I usually want to switch the language there and say I'm experiencing confusion or I'm fe- I am feeling confused. Because I know that Satan really wants us to emotionally identify a lot.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: I'm experiencing confusion. I want to experience clarity. And I do something a little bit different with Find It. I, I have them go back and have them go to their brain bank
1: before, before you go to Find It, how do you feel it right there? Because that's where that feel oh, it goes.
2: Well, that's where we go into that body scan. So right oh, after okay. that, so feel it is let's body scan where we feel it in our body. Right.
1: Okay, good, good. So feel it. Where are you feeling this? And yeah. Kind of, another thing that makes me think of is it's like in order to do this, you have to change maybe your story that you've had about, you know, people say, how are you doing today? Great. Right. How are you really <laughs> doing today? Great. Why do you ask? You know, kind of a thing. But inside you're like, I'm not doing great. Right. Mm-hmm. But I just know that it's socially appropriate for me to say great and to be great. And I have feelings that are not great, but mm-hmm. I I buffer them, pretend like they don't exist, I resist them. These aren't good to feel. Only bad people feel things like this, right? Yeah. So, or maybe I judge them like I just did right there. Like only bad people do that. So we just need to know feeling feelings is like finding the feeling in your body, but also allowing you to have the feeling. That's part of the feeling thing is allow it and be compassionate and that's allowed. Humans are allowed to have that feeling.
2: Yeah. That's like like that, you know, what we're accustomed to maybe but even back in that five year old self is you shouldn't feel some feel confused. This is just the this is just the thing that we do. So just buck up and yes. st- shut up and do rub what some, I say. Yeah, yeah,
1: rub some dirt on.
2: Sometimes you're not used to that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh no, I like that a lot. It's just yeah. And people, my kids don't like when they say when 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 they when I when they say good, I go and hey, what does good mean? I'm like I'm not gonna be there. I think side note. But and then I go into the flip it, which is I I I want to experience clarity. I want to experience, I want to have that clear state. And I do that. I have not you know, I want it. I, I just I'm not just going in and saying, Oh, it's clarity. No, I desire clarity right now. I desire to feel that calm, that clarity. And then when they find it, I I have them going back into the meditative state and pondering, "Hey, when's the last time you felt, you know, clear? When's the find? When's the last time you felt clarity?" Really going into their brain bank and their their filing cabinet of experiences. And I I go through about if I'm in a session, I'll go through about four or five. I call it celestial climbing instead of satanic spinning and I'll go and have them find that 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 clarity that experience with clarity what they're feeling chemically and I test their body again testing and doing body scan where do you feel that in your body and we'll go through about five different different cycles of clarity or calm or whatever it is and then the last thing with find it is like okay now what are you willing to do to you know, promote clarity in your life right now. So that's what I would say would be a really cool thing when you're out of your flagpole to notice, you know, and to to really go to that nini, nini, fee, fee, fee. Yeah. Totally uh, wow. And then say, oh, I'm looking at the building. It looks really kind of cool over there. So I can go back and.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can I re enter that space? And is it okay to go in now? Cause now I'm, I've found. Some more clarity off of this right. really confused place. So good. Yeah. So that- It's
2: okay, too. If you notice in that, you know, if it is interpersonal and you notice that the building's still on fire because maybe somebody else's fire is still going pretty strong, it should lightly and say, you know, maybe even go in and say, hey, I'm in a good place. Whenever you're ready, I'd love to chat with you about whatever you're experiencing. Yeah. Might be another five-year-old that's there with you, right? Right. probably another person that's, that is experiencing
1: 41 year old that's having that right. same experience right?
2: Right. Exactly. So.
1: totally yeah boy there's a lot of grace a lot of compassion a lot i love your term of celestial climbing. a lot of becoming more like you know i i'm trying to be like jesus you know yeah I know my infections. I know
2: my humanity, and so I get to do this stuff as opposed to have to.
1: Right, because that's so easy to fall to the have to because of our natural girl, natural man, right? That natural arm of flesh tendency that we can, it gets pulled on a ton in our humanness because our brain naturally thinks, could we do this the easiest way? Do I mean? Do we have to do this the hard way? Could we just do it the easy way? So just knowing that your brain is going to promote, maybe do it the easy way. Let's not do it the hard way. But you know, to think, I, I'm, I get to be in charge of my brain. I get to be in charge of my human experience. But it's going to look bumpy, and, and I'm going to have to turn a lot. Right? Turn. And I love that I've loved to learning all these principles. And it's helped me so much to reframe repentance. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Talk a little bit about that, Cody, because I'm sure that that's helped you. That's a reframing well, it's that's just, huge.
2: It's just simplified it for me, Karen. Like it just I just know that repentance is it's just still I mean, it's that first great commandment. Know God and love God. And I, 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 I kind of use those those words interchangeably, is just because I think if we really know God, like loving God and knowing God, we know that He's omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, benevolent. He, he, if we know Him, we know that He's not gonna just chide us and chastise us. He's
1: He's not gonna he, leave, he's not, leave us.
2: He's not gonna leave us. He's going to and say, "Hey, know me, because I." I can get you to know yourself even more, right? And I—that's what I believe repentance is. It's not a bunch of different steps. It's—it's it's like let's just go in and have that, just that amazing time with God, knowing that we're just trying our darndest, and we know that He knows that, and so He's going to come in and and help us. We just got to get up out of that that shame and just know that God is real. And unfortunately, God's not been being given a really good reputation these days in the world around us, but I I'm fighting to make sure that his reputation stays awesome <laughs> right. because it, he has done so much for me in that. And so if I could reframe, it's been that it's getting, getting and I even do the nee nee or sorry, the nee nee fee, fee, fee with God. I just want to add that extra two words. So I'll, I'll usually start my, my notice it, name it, feel it, flip it, find it with, you know, Dear Heavenly Father, I'm noticing that I'm experiencing this. So it'll be, it, it's been the most powerful when it's in a prayer. Mm. And that's, I feel like that's, re- that's really cool repentance.
1: Yeah, that is really cool repentance. Because it's wonderful to be considering that repentance is just, I'm feeling separated from god like i'm relying on the arm of flesh or having my focus drawn over there or held so much right there right i'm I'm noticing that's making me feel not the way i want to feel right and so i'm might even be behaving in ways that i'm like yeah that's not the way i want to behave because i'm behaving from a feeling place right Mm. so good to be able to to think, well, that what's separating me from God—that's that's the space of that's just repentance, whatever it is. And when we can see that, really, it's just a emotional regulating space. Is that's repentance.
2: And, and it's, it's even after we've made mistakes. It's in the middle of it. It's before. it, Like repentance isn't, you know, some hellfire damnation for principle. It's not a punishment. You no, know, you know, I mean, discipline is—it really is building disciples, right? It's not—not mm-hmm. not supposed to be kind of on the air, aura of you know, in the area of punishment too much. And so I'm glad when when people—I think that's what I saw in that first group that I ever went to, is they saw that they they grasped that at such a young age, and I was like, man, I look up to that. So,
1: mm-hmm. oh, okay. That's really good. I think we're going to be done now for today, but we're going to okay. do this again, Cody.
2: Yeah. Sounds great. I wrote,
1: I wrote down several things that we don't have time to talk about.
2: Got to talk about them again, I guess. huh? <laughs>
1: yes. So, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for being you. Thanks for being in my life.
2: Yeah, thank you, Karen. Thank you for being such an example to me.
1: Yeah, it's been such a good, good place to be here and learning together and so neat to to notice how beneficial these things have been for us personally and how what a joy and motivation it's been for us to share what's helped us so much to interpret oh, that's how you find jesus oh that's how you interpret spiritual principles and and live them in a human body mm-hmm. Yeah, it's huge. Pretty, pretty huge. Oh well, thank you, listeners. Thanks for being here. I feel extremely edified. I hope you do too, and I hope that you maybe have come up with some actions as you've listened and some things maybe to notice about just where you're at and how you might be navigating your own issues in your own life, also considering people that you love and how this applies to, to them and how there's increased information and understanding can make all the difference in our ability to have joy and peace in our life. So thanks for being here today. And thank you, Cody. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. As you can see, we are very enlisted in what we have learned and hope to teach. If you have found today's message inspiring, please share this podcast with family and friends so others can enjoy and be edified along with us. Be sure to download the free book that holds all the core principles behind what we teach. This book is called Like Dragons Did They Fight? You will find a link for that free download at LikeDragonsFree. And remember, you can find all the life-changing resources, programs, and trainings needed for you and your family at LifeChangingServices.org.